Welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. We are dedicated to bringing you comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. We hope this will encourage, equip, and empower you to live your life without limits. As you realize your potential, you will join a dynamic group of passionate people who are actively bringing the unstoppable power of heaven into the darkest places on earth. Join us as we hear from regular, everyday people who are living the adventure of a lifetime in every area of their lives, including business, relationships, finances, and health. Here is your host, Justin Self. Hello and welcome. This is Justin Self, and I'm excited to uh, share with you our second episode in the series Faith and Finances. We're calling it Faith and Finances because we are talking about what the Bible says about finances and wealth and provision and those types of things, but um, we're also going to be talking um, about budgeting. We're going to have some practical tips. We're going to talk about giving and tithing. What does that look like? I mean, is there a New Testament precedent for that? What does it look like? all those types of things. We're going to cover a lot of really cool things um, regarding faith and finances. But today, I am not alone. Um, I have my beautiful and amazing wife, life partner with me today, Jenny. And I'm very, very happy um, because I could not do what I'm doing without her. I couldn't, dear. Um, But I definitely couldn't do our finances without you. And we're going to be talking about that today, sharing some practical tips. Um, So just as a quick uh, segue from from last episode, um, I just want to share a scripture out of of Luke chapter 16. And if you haven't listened to the last episode, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to it. Um, Faith and Finances 1. I share a ton of scripture and I'm really just kind of introducing the topic of finances. There's so many things and, you know, stigmas around finances in the Bible and giving and prosperity. And I, you know, kind of navigated through that. Uh, using some scripture, and it, it was no, by no means was it comprehensive, or I should say, you know, exhaustive. But I did take the time to share some scripture on what I believe God is saying to us about finances from a biblical perspective, not just from, you know, this is what this teacher over here is saying, or this is what this televangelist is saying, or whatever. This is what's been wrong with finances. This is what's been right. Um, I just took us to the Bible, and we took a kind of a fresh look at finances. So. With that in mind, we're going to move on to today's topic. But before I do, I'm going to mention this. Luke chapter 16, verses 10 through 12. And this I defined in the last episode kind of as success in finances. Jesus is talking and he says, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, M-A-M-M-O-N, Mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? And so we kind of define success in finance really is just being faithful with whatever you have in the moment. No matter how little you have or how much you have, it's always important for us to just simply be faithful in what we have in the moment. And then according to the rest of scripture, um, you know, we'll, we'll be we'll we'll see blessing, we'll see increase, we'll see things happen. But it's always within the context of money is a, a resource to be stewarded. It is never to be worshipped. It is never our source. God is our source. 100% God is our source. And what does that look like? Well, today, Jenny, let's talk about budgeting. Are you excited? Yay, budgeting. Um, 
In all seriousness. Hey, um, I love Happy budgeting. New Year. Um, yeah. This is the time of year that uh, a lot of people are kind of looking, looking um, at New Year's resolutions and goals and those types of things. And I'm sure budgeting and money and finances um, is kind of a hot topic for people. Um, so we just wanted to share some practical tips. Um, by no means are we any kind of financial experts. Nope. Um, but we do have what we believe is is a good system that works. Um, and we have seen a lot of growth in this area. And it's something that we are very passionate about. Um, and we just wanted to to share those things. So uh, hopefully um, you guys will take something uh, from this and um, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited too. Um, this will be good. So budget, the B word, right? <laughs> um, what, what do you, Jenny, I know you, when we got married, um, before we, before we came together and really started integrating our finances and all this, you had a system, I had a system, you know, and so getting married and, you know, bringing everything together was quite the challenge. What would you, what do you say about budgeting in general? I mean, I know there was a time when I heard that word and it was scary and it sounded, it just sounded nasty and rigid and it just didn't sound like any fun. Um, but now today you and I are literally, you know, shouting about it. Like we're excited. We're passionate. Like you said about budgeting, how does that even happen? Um, well, I think the first thing is that you have to kind of think about when you hear the word budget, what's, what kind of comes to your mind. Um, and for me, I had, I had a pretty strong aversion to the word budget, uh, because I thought it was something that was going to be restrictive. And I thought it was going to be something that was very rigid. And I had to be a slave to my budget. Um, and, you know, over the course of the last seven, seven years or so, we both have worked through that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really just turned out to be a, a very simple tool that if you use the tool, it will help you get the job done. It helps you to get from point A to point B. Um, and so I think the first thing is just figuring out like where you're at and where do you want to get to? You know, it kind of reminds me of when we were, and I miss this because our, our current house doesn't have a patch to garden, but when I was gardening um, at our old house, I remember getting a rototiller because I needed to really, you know, tear up the ground. And, you know, I could have done that by hand with a shovel or, or like, or something, hand tools. I could have turned all that earth, but having the right tool for that job made it a whole lot easier for me to get where I wanted to go and to get the job done. And so that's what kind of what I'm hearing you say about the budget is it's, you know, you can, you don't have to have a budget to, to be financially, you know, prosperous or wealthy or, or have a good plan or be managing your finances well. But I personally, I, I'm not, I can't see how that could happen. I think there would be a lot of financial <laughs> experts that would strongly disagree with that statement. Well, I'm just saying, maybe, yeah, no, I, you do need a budget. I would agree. I'm, I'm just trying to put it out there to say maybe there's somebody out there who's saying, hey, I, I don't have a budget and I'm doing well. And, and what I'm saying is that we want the right tool, don't we? Like you want to get the tool for the job that's going to get the thing done efficiently the right way and, and not have to you know sweat and get blisters and screw around with using hand tools when you could be using a rototiller. Um, and I think the budget is, yeah, is, is that. <laughs> um, with your budget, um, I think... 
there, there's a lot of different ways to budget. Um, there's a lot of different tools and apps and, um, you know, templates. And I think, uh, the, I think the biggest thing was just us kind of figuring out how do we want to budget. Yeah. I had paper and pencil and my engineering husband had an Excel spreadsheet that was color coded and I sure had, did. I sure did. Uh, what's the word? Um, Formula. Formulas. Formulas. Yeah. And if I punched the wrong number oh, in the wrong no. box it would mess up the oh, formulas man i remember that and it that was used so frustrating to be a source of um contention with us it would be to this day had we not switched <laughs> um, oh, man. but yeah and i think part it can be an enjoyable process it doesn't have to be this arduous um thing that you dread but i think it, it's you got to start with with a mind and a paradigm shift and i think that's really helpful um so i think i want to present this as a tool yeah. um as something that can grow and change is adaptable and flexible um and it can change with the season that you're in because we all have seasons we all have things um and i think if you're looking at it in the right frame of mind, it can be very helpful and and yeah. even enjoyable and yeah. at, at some point. Yeah. Well, I know um, you've got a really good scripture that I, I know you want to share. Um, and, but leading into that, I just want to make the point that, um, you know, there's a difference between, uh, like I said, taking all these, taking God's promises and taking the scripture and taking these things and then like taking that to the exclusion of hard work. Like the Bible talks quite a bit about hard work and that it's actually, we, we should be working hard. Like we should be doing things and we should be putting our energy into things. And, you know, God blesses those things. Like he has provision in his word that blesses, you know, I, I mentioned it on the last episode, you know, the diligent hand makes rich, but the slothful hand, the lazy hand makes poor, like turns into poverty. So it's this delicate balance. I think it's, we're not working our way up to God. We're not working to earn his favor and we work hard enough and then he'll give us favor and performance based. But what I'm saying is that it's like the law of gravity. You know, when we talk about faith and finances, the law of finances, the law of sowing and reaping, which we'll get into in a, in a future episode. Um, and it was just, it's just like the law of gravity in physics, you know, to fly an airplane, uh, you have to understand the law of gravity. You understand that it's always there and that to get you know to get around that and to make things work for you you have to cooperate according to those laws if you design an airplane and you don't take into account the law of gravity it's you're not going to have something that flies right you airplane designs rocket designs these things understand that gravity exists and you have to take those things into account and so what i mean by that with with financing and budgeting and all these is that we have to understand that when we cooperate with the laws of scripture that god laid out that then we're going to see the harvest. We're going to see things happen when we cooperate with those laws. If we try to sidestep those laws, we're not going to see the results that we want. And so, again, there's this balance between working hard and seeing the results, but understanding that it's a law that the Lord set up. It's an organization. It's a system that He's organized, and we can we can flow and cooperate in that. Um, so the the scripture that I wanted to share is out of Proverbs. Um, and Proverbs is an amazing book. Um, it's got so much wisdom for every area of life, for every season of life. Um, and it has a lot to say about uh, your finances. So um, I would encourage, if you haven't read through Proverbs, um, maybe look at Proverbs through the lens of uh, wisdom and finances, and you'd be amazed at, at what you find. Mm -hmm. um, 
So Proverbs, this is uh, chapter 27, um, verse 25 through 27, and I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. It says, take care of your responsibilities and be diligent in your business and you will have more than enough and abundance of food, clothing and plenty for your household. Um, And I feel like that's a very practical, um, practical tip that any and everybody can do. Um, And it just it speaks to being diligent. It speaks to being responsible. Um, and if you're diligent and responsible, um, then you're going to have more than enough uh, for your family. Um, so we, um, you know, we we try to be very diligent. When we're doing our budget, it's very purposeful. It's very yeah. uh, methodical. Um, we sit down at the beginning of the year and talk about our goals. Yeah. Um, specifically our financial goals. Um, we talk about, you know, some some of those conversations are, are harder than others, but we talk about, you know, where we're at as far as our debt, our debt. Yeah. Um, and again, we're, this isn't coming from a place of we have it all figured out right. um, because we don't, we're growing in this, but, um, you know, we've worked really hard, yeah. uh, continuing to work hard to get our debt paid off. That's one of our goals. Yep. Um, and we've seen some big breakthrough in that. Um, so we just want to, to be an encouragement. Um, but we would like to share, um, our basic budget with people, kind of give them an idea of kind of how we do it, what we do, um, and the, the tools that we use. And I just want to start off by saying, uh, underlining what you said, Jenny, that, we did work really hard, and this has been a process. Uh, we've navigated a lot, had a lot of hard conversations, had a lot of arguments, um, had a lot of you know uh, making up and um, talking about things through this. So, uh, for those of you out there, you know, um, yeah, if if you're not already walking in this, uh, you know, this isn't easy, but it's worth it. And it's very rewarding, yeah. I would say. Um, I feel like I have grown personally just in in my mindset as far as having a going from a scarcity mindset um, to like a a more than enough. Um, I I don't know that I would necessarily call it prosperity mindset because I know that that kind of stirs some things up for some people, but um, definitely going from, oh, I'm not going to have enough, never going to have enough, never, um, you know, always going to be going through life struggling to, to have enough and you know, that's not what God's word says. His right. word says that he's going to give us more than enough. Yeah. Um, and, you know, changing from, you know, what what I'm looking at on paper to, you know, really focusing on what, what the word of God says in, in the circumstance, because there's always going to be a circumstance yeah. um, and not not getting caught up in the circumstance. Yep, absolutely. And that's, I think, where the budget comes in is... Um, and actually, as a side note, you know, we, we put scripture in our budget sheets. Like when I was doing the Excel, Excel spreadsheet, I would have a, a space right at the top of it or in the middle or somewhere very prominent, you know, with a, of course, a bright color, you know, um, she's rolling her eyes at me. There was a lot of color. I admit <laughs> it was yes. kind of overwhelming and it hurt my brain to look at it. I loved it. It was so, so organized. You Excel people, you get it. You know what I'm talking about. It's a beautiful thing. But we, <laughs> we put our scriptures up there because we, we wanted to keep God's word in front of our eyes because you know, like I said earlier, it's not this one side of the ditch or the other side of the ditch. We're walking in the middle. We're walking in integrity. We're walking in hard work. We're budgeting. We're doing things in the natural, everything we can do. 
um, but we're keeping God's word in front of our eyes, knowing that that's where we're going, knowing that his power and his presence is enough. Um, and so, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about our budget a little bit. Is that, I, I've got it pulled up here. Uh, yeah, let's talk okay. about our budget. Here we go. Here we go. Um, what's, what kind of tool, like, I guess, budgeting tools would you recommend for people? Well, um, I guess I'll, 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 I'll say that Excel was my first go-to because I like to design things from the ground up. And so if you're good at that, that might seem like a tempting option. Um, for me after, gosh, it was several years. It was probably after five or six years of doing Excel. I got to the point where we had really gotten this thing dialed in. We had really kind of got our budget figured out and yeah, it's flexible and things change, but we kind of had gotten it to a very systematic, like this is working for us thing. And in that space, I wanted, I was looking for more functionality. I was starting to get to the point where I really wanted to be like, okay, if I want to save up for this, I need to organize my money. And like, how are we going to save on the side for this? Or if I want to save for that, or if I want to track things more realistically in real time, it's a lot of work for me to enter these things manually in Excel. And I wanted a system where I could click and enter yep. without messing up the formulas. And she, Oh my goodness. She asked me for that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can totally do that. So I start writing this code and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? The code was just so formidable to like try to make it what she wanted. And I, I agreed with everything she was saying, but I'm just thinking, okay, maybe I'll just pay someone. <laughs> like, is there, is there a system out there? So this is kind of began our journey of looking for systems. And um, I, I do want to mention that we did do the envelope system with Dave Ramsey and we we loved it. We are fans of Dave Ramsey and his, his systems. Um, but this is... Um more of a, a virtual envelope yeah. system, yeah. Uh, which our good friends, Kim and Casey yes. Bonebreak, um, introduced us to. Yeah. Um, and we are forever, it, forever grateful for that um, because it has definitely um, added so yeah. much value to to our budget. Um, and we're, we're very thankful for that. We, so we thank you, actually, Kim and Casey. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we had actually, uh, they told us about this after a class you and I taught a class on this we did a financial class remember that mm -hmm. a couple of years ago and after the class they come up and they're like oh have you heard of this and we're like oh no we never heard of it we just taught the class you know and but that really kind of got us thinking um and so we we again we're not I mean I don't know how to say this like we're not getting paid by these guys or anything like that but um I will say that uh we do have a recommendation and there are multiple uh platforms that do this but we use the the app called you need a budget or YNAB um Again, we did a little bit of shopping around. We haven't used extensively all the other ones. I know Dave Ramsey has a good one, I'm told. Mm -hmm. um, again, I've not worked with it, but um, I, I'm told it does all the same stuff. Yes. And we're very big. Uh, we are big Dave Ramsey fan yeah. because I feel like he has dialed in a lot of the, the basics of budgeting and um, has a lot of really good tools and resources. And I've read uh, a couple of his books and yeah. I know his daughter um, has you know, some books and I read, you know, they have things for uh, families and yeah. how to teach your kids about money. And um, so, yeah, lots of really good resources yeah. out there. Um, but I think the key is just finding yeah. the resource that right. works for you. And so we, we yeah, we want to iterate, reiterate, we do recommend um, him and his, his work. Um, but we decided to go with, we we're ended up, we're using YNAB. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, I've got my phone here and I'm just looking at my budget on my phone. I love that. Um, we do not recommend using your phone <laughs> to do your budget. Um, we recommend using the computer yeah. for that. Um, but the phone is a really good resource because it kind of gives it uh, like a bird's eye view kind of at your fingertips. But 
no it, yeah. serious budgeting should be done on the phone. YNAB, if you're listening, <laughs> please figure, please fix that. Um, I would love to be able to like do all the crazy stuff on my phone, but um, but no, we do it on the computer. But the phone is good because like I'll get gas or something or the groceries, and it's like as soon as that receipt comes out of that machine, I got my phone out, boom, type that thing in, and then I can see in front of my eyes in real time. I can see my my fuel or gas money fund, you know. Uh, go from however much it was before to to minus that amount and then boom a real-time total pops up so that's super cool Um, another thing that it helps us with is we and again this isn't why now we're not again we're not trying to promote this particular app but we're just wanting to give our perspective and kind of what works for us Um, we did the uh, we did the envelope system for a while which was great, like the actual physical Dave Ramsey cash envelope system for a while. And for us, it really did help break us out of uh, our previous budgeting mindsets and into this like, quote, uh, every dollar has a name, you know, end quote, mindset. And um, man, that was so important. And we were able even to go on a vacation, uh, a small vacation with the money left over from the change. We put all that change in the change star. we put all the change in the change star. And we went I on a think vacation. We went on like a two two night yeah. overnight getaway. Yeah. Um because we awesome. saved all of our change and it was over the course of a year. Yeah. Yeah, it was like one year. Um, it was cool. Ooh, maybe we could do that in YNAB and put like round all of our change up and I know. put it I'm into, trying the, to figure that into out. the change envelope. That's the that's the, the thing fund. too. That's I, I think I put something into YNAB too. I'm like, hey guys, could we do a rounding thing? And they don't do yeah. it right now, but I want that. Like what if they could round every transaction up and then put that change into a special change envelope? I wonder if we we could figure that. I'm telling out. you, we would go somewhere. Anyways, we'd go to um, somewhere. We want to. We'd go on vacation again. <laughs> right. Um, so we we would just really want to share um, share our budget with you guys. Kind of the things that we look at and the things, you know, the funds that we do. And I'm sure you know. Again, this is adaptable to everybody's yeah. season and yeah. family. And um, but basically, you have your you know, like your rent, your utilities, all your bills, all of that. Um, And let's see, what do we, so I'll just read off our categories. Go ahead. Um, We, one of the big things that we, is very important to us is giving. Um, And uh, I'm talking about um, financially giving on a consistent basis um, to an organization, whether, you know, for people that aren't religious um or people that are religious um giving on a consistent basis to your church to your local church um so we have that built into our budget um and then from that we have separate categories on that which we can go into um in another podcast yeah we are going to go into Um, giving uh, and tithing and all that specifically i mean seed giving um first fruits like we're going to do a thing on this not today. Yeah. Not today. I'm um, getting the look. But yeah, so these are these are just the categories um, that we kind of yeah. put our, I guess, virtual envelopes or our, our funds yeah. or whatever you want to call them. Um, so giving, um, and then they're all kind of delineated. Um, then we have rent or your mortgage. Um, we have something that we call debt snowball. Yes. Um, which that's a Dave Ramsey thing. Actually, yeah, that's that's a Dave Ramsey thing. Um, you know, you're working to pay off your debt. Yep. You pay off your smallest debt first. Yep. Once you pay that off, you roll that debt payment into the next one, and it just kind of creates a snowball effect. Um, and it it works really well for you know paying things off. Can we, can we talk about that for one more second? Yeah. I just debt is such a big deal. Yeah. 
Um, Jenny, you mentioned it earlier, but we, when we first got married, we had a ton of debt, but in the first 18 months, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. We actually were able to pay. And again, listeners, you have to listen, you have to realize we aren't, we were not making a ton of money mm-hmm. when we first got married. Um, and we just worked hard. We just had a budget and we, I mean, I guess we didn't even have that great of a budget, but we just had the mindset. We're like, okay, we are going to pay off our debt. We're going to do this debt snowball thing and we're going to make it work. And 18 months and we paid off all of our credit card debt. And it was a lot of money. And yeah. like, we, we, it was surprising. We looked back and we're like, how did we even do that? And it was just like what you said, debt snowball. And basically the premise is this. Let's, let's say you got, you know, um, you know, a couple different credit cards. Well, regardless of interest, this is the weird part to me. I always kind of was like, well, maybe we should pay off the highest interest or low, uh, yeah, highest interest first, you know, but you know what works really, what works better than that? Just pay off the lowest balance first. And if you got a credit card for you know a thousand, and then you got another one for five thousand, you got another one for six thousand. Regardless of the interest rates, pay off the balance first. Again, we're not the financial balance first. Yeah, we're not financial advisors. Disclaimer, but I'm just telling you, this is what has worked for us. Um, pay off the smallest balance first, and then whatever your monthly payment was for that roll that into the next one. So now you got the smallest monthly payment, or I should say the monthly payment that's left over from your smallest uh, initial debt balance, right? Let's say it's the $1,000. I said 1000 5000 and 6000 So you pay off the, the $1,000 credit card first, and let's say you're paying 50 bucks a month on that. Well, now you start paying off on that $5,000 one, but you do the minimum payment for the 5000 like you always have been, but now you roll that 50 into that payment from the 1000 Okay. Then you just repeat. So you do the same thing. Now you're paying whatever your monthly payment was for your 5,000 plus the extra 50 from the first credit card you paid off. And guess what? You're going to be able to pay that one off faster. This is multiplication. This is exponential. You can um, pay these things off quicker. And, and actually in the end, man, it won't be very long until then you'll roll that 5,000 monthly payment plus the $50 that you've been doing, roll all of that into the big one, the last one, and you'll you'll knock it out quicker than you can you can imagine. So that's something we have seen work um, extremely well. Again, we've got you know uh, seven years now of experience doing those types of things, and we've seen um, we've seen it happen. So that's that's the debt snowball in a nutshell. Highly highly recommend. Um, so we again, that's in our budget. Um, and then we have uh, savings. Um, yep. One of the big things Dave Ramsey um, is uh, says is that you need to uh, the baby steps. Yep, baby step number um, one is getting you know an emergency fund of yep. a minimum of a thousand dollars. And again, that seems like a lot of money that can be kind of scary to look at if you're just barely trying to make ends meet. Yep. Um, but even putting you know ten dollars yep. or five dollars from yep. Starbucks or you know just put it in a savings account and let it build. And then when you need it, yeah. it's there to bail you out. So you're not getting further into yeah. debt. And right. we have, that has saved us multiple times, multiple times. So many times. So many times. Um, tires on the car, you get a blowout or something. Yeah. And we drive and Subarus and you gotta get all four yeah. tires, man. So it, you know. I mean, it has, it has saved so us times. so many times. And the cool thing is, is that if it's there as a safety net and something happens, you use it and it doesn't, it's not going to put you further in the hole. It's right. not going to set you back. Um, and, and two, it's, it's a sense of accomplishment knowing, Hey, I was able to save a thousand dollars and that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, a thousand dollars, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's absolutely. a huge amount of money, whether you are making 
$30,000 a year or $100,000 a year. $1,000 is a lot of money. And you feel a sense of accomplishment knowing that, hey, I'm... I saved this. I worked hard. I did this. We're good. So you get your, you know, you get your $1,000 saved and then you start working on your debt and do the debt snowball. Um, The other thing that we would recommend, um, so you have your emergency fund, Mm -hmm. minimum of $1,000 and um, an emergency fund is for emergencies only (laughs) it's for only emergencies right um the other thing that we save for um is car maintenance um you know when your car goes out it turns into an emergency but if you are planning for your oil changes and your transmission flushes and and the maintenance of your vehicle it's going to last longer and hopefully you won't have an emergency well and think about it what's your largest debt right now right it's if you own a home, it's your mortgage. That's a big debt. But second to that, what is your biggest debt? It's either student loans or cars. Totally, absolutely. And so, you know, uh, for us, you know, we, our cars are paid off. We've paid them off. We've worked very hard on that. And I would rather drive my car um, and save up the money. And this has taken us years to get to this point, by the way. But I really wanna, I wanna drive a car that's paid off, um, and I wanna drive it. As long as I can, so that I don't incur another big debt. If something happens to my car because of non-maintenance and I'm not taking care of the car that I currently have, again, back to being faithful in the little things, if I'm not doing oil changes and doing these simple things on this car, something bad could happen. And then then what happens? If I have to get a new car tomorrow, $1,000 in my emergency account is not going to get me a great car. I might have to take out a loan and now I'm getting put backwards. And I don't want that. And speaking of car maintenance... Last year, two years ago, last year, Hallelujah. both of our cars, both of them, oh my the gosh, transmission guys. on my car yep. blew up. It exploded. And we found out why was because we didn't take care of it. We yep. didn't f- get the, the flushes, get the recommended, yep. you know, and yep. I literally was driving and it just <laughs> died on the side of the road. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. But thank God, thank yeah. God we had, we had money, that money in an emergency fund we did. to pay for it. We did. But back to the, yes. you know, the maintenance, take care, you know, you you think it's expensive to, you know, put $30 a month or $50 yeah. a month into a maintenance fund. Well, that's a lot cheaper yep. than $3,000 yep. for a transmission repair. Yeah, absolutely. So um, kind of shifting your mindset in in those types of things. Yeah. Um, That's good. So we plan, um, you know, tires, you know, those have to be replaced, those types of things. We know, we know we're going to, that's the thing. It's not a surprise. Yeah. Some of these things aren't surprises. I know I'm going to need an oil change every 5,000 miles or whatever. I know I'm going to need tires every couple of years, right? Like we, those are known quantities. So put them in your budget, plan for it. You got to plan for it. Um, That's the smart thing. The other thing that we plan for is any kind of memberships or subscriptions that you that you have, um, like our, the YNAB, um, membership, mm-hmm. we, you know, set five, 10 bucks every yeah. paycheck or something. And then come January, you're not taking a big hit because you plan for it. Yeah. Um, we plan for getting our vehicles licensed Yeah. and oh my goodness, in oh, the state yeah. of California, in California, it's ridiculous to license your vehicles and all the fees and all the, everything that goes along with that. Um, but we do it with joy. It. We do it with joy. Plan, <laughs> plan for licensing your vehicle in any state that you live in. Plan. You know, as a side note, I, as expensive <laughs> as it is, I would actually pay a little more. I would even pay 
a certain percentage more if I didn't have to go to the DMV and wait in line for six hours. Oh, gosh. That was awful. <laughs> I would pay a premium. <laughs> it's a true story, actually. Yeah. Six hours. <laughs> oh, it was, it was awful. We, they asked us to leave. Um, anyways, plan, <laughs> Caleb was plan cr- to crying. pay for a year because you have to do it every yeah. two years? Every yeah. year. Yeah, no, every, every, year, year. every year. But that's the thing. That's the point we're making. Is like it. These are things that we... we you know, like Jenny's Jenny's license for work. You know, these are things that we know are coming up. Why not put a little bit of money now into these things? And yeah, it might seem silly that you're planning for the, the work license. That's not going to be, you're not going to use it for another year or the tires you're not going to use for another, you know, two years or whatever. But wouldn't you rather just put five bucks or 10 bucks aside every paycheck into that? And then when it comes time to, to do it, you got the money there. Uh, I don't want to be sitting there, you know, having to pay for tires and this and that. And then, I, cause I don't know what's going on in the future. I don't know how our, what's going to happen with our situations and finances. And I don't want to be, you know, quote, sorry for the, excuse my language, but caught with our pants down, you know, but uh, I, I want to be prepared. So these are just some of the things that, um, the way that we think, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Amazon, good old Amazon. <laughs> Amazon's booming. We plan to pay for the membership. Um, so those are the, the types of, um, kind of, I guess, subscriptions or memberships, Uh, Costco, any other Costco or thrive market, any of those types of, you know, annual, annual things. Um, those are good to plan for. Um, can I make a point real quick? You know, uh, people think, uh, I know I did. Um, a lot of people think budgeting means that you only think about the things that you need and somehow you're, uh, you know, you miss out on the things that you want. And I want to encourage people that, um, you know, we don't need Amazon. We don't need Costco. We can, you know, you can shop somewhere else, right? We don't have to have these things. I beg to differ. <laughs> what I'm trying I to say. I need Amazon. What I'm Amazon trying... has um, saved my sanity. I agree. <laughs> A well, lot this year. Yeah. And everybody else's, I'm sure. All right. So what I'm saying is that <laughs> it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with buying stuff that you want and budgeting will help you do that. It'll help you get to that goal. You just save up the money, you know, you plan for it, you you see if it's in your budget, you see if it makes sense with your other finances. You know, if, if Jenny and I, uh, if I'm like, hey, Jenny, I, I do we have enough money for this? I want to buy this or I want to start saving up for this. And it's like, oh, is that going to affect our savings or is that going to affect our, our rent um, or our grocery budget? Then if it is, then probably not a good idea. That's probably a want that we need to probably hold off on for a while or we need to save up slowly or whatever. So there's nothing wrong with having wants and desires and these things that are completely superfluous, but you you can plan for it. So the budget gives freedom in that area. That's all I wanted to say about that. Go ahead. That's all I have to say about that. I've got more to say. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we talked about, uh, sorry, I'm just kind of scrolling through. You got your, your rent, your mortgage, your... Uh, Emergency fund, you know, car maintenance, money, money. Um, We talked about our like our memberships. Um, You know, you need to put obviously any credit cards that you have, put them in. Yeah, priority. Um, Totally. You know, and then uh, like student loan payments, um, which by the way, we successfully paid off my student loan this year. Big deal. Um, So we're super. Super excited! I'm pretty sure we made that payment, and I cried. Yes, because um, that was that's a big deal. Yes, um, you've been paying be, on that for nine years. Yeah, to I be think. out of that ten years. I don't know. Um, so even in the middle of a pandemic, yep. um, it can business. be done. So and, and that was done not because we are raking in the dough or whatever. Like we just have these crazy amounts of money. It's because of diligence over time. We could have never attacked that thing except through chipping away at it slowly over time. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and it's the same with, with your debt too. You know, you, it might look like a mountain. It might look insane and it is a mountain. It is huge, I'm sure. And it's debilitating and it can be paralyzing, but you can chip away. You can totally chip away at it. And again, how do you climb a mountain? You really, when you climb a mountain, it's just one little mountain after another. One little mountain after what? another? What? Or one little step at a time? No, I'm, no, I mean one little mountain. Oh, okay. 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 I'll have to clarify. So... <laughs> That's actually something Dave Morrow said. Dave Morrow, um, you know, has is one of the uh, small list of people in the world who has climbed all of the seven highest peaks on the seven different continents. And that's what he said. And I, I always take that with me. It's like climbing a mountain is nothing more than just climbing a series of little mountains. Okay. And so I speak from experience. Oh, sorry, I'll make this real quick. I know you're giving me the eyeball. Um, I, uh, I, I've climbed, I've had the uh, pleasure of climbing a few mountains in the Pacific Northwest. And, and it's true. Like you're climbing this thing and yeah, it's vertical and yeah, it's hard and all that. And, and you look up and you think you're at the top because all you see is the, the this top of this white cap thing and then the sky above it. And you're like, okay, I'm totally almost there. Well, you get to the top of that one and there's another mountain in front of you. It's like, how does this happen? And they're, But they're like these little progressions. And so mentally when you're climbing a mountain, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to get achieve this goal. And then you do it knowing that there's more, there's going to be more, but you don't think about that. You don't worry about that. You don't stress out about that. Just take it one day at a time, one bite at a time. And that's how we approached paying off um, some of these debts and we've done it and it's worked. Go, yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. And it, it is a good, like when you've paid off a debt, even if it's a small credit card, yeah. you pay it off and you feel like you've accomplished something and it, it kind of just gives you the the fuel to just keep doing what you're doing. The other thing is our groceries. Uh, you, it's a good idea to kind of get a rough ballpark of what you think your grocery budget should be and then really stick to your budget. Um, one of the ways we do that is by meal planning, um, making a list before you go to the grocery store, all of those types of things. And the other thing you can do is because groceries is kind of a flexible thing, um, if there's money left over in your fund at the end of the pay period or the end of the month, you can roll that into your debt. Um, that could be an, an, a way to get extra extra money in your debt snowball. Uh, we plan for fuel. Uh, same thing. If there's extra money in that, throw that into your debt. Uh, household items. Um, you got to buy cleaning supplies, shaving, shampoo, toothpaste, all of those those types of things. Um, we plan for Caleb's things, mm -hmm. clothes, shoes. Yep. Anybody Children's that has items, kids, whatever. they know yeah. that. Um, school right now for Justin being at school in school. Uh, we plan for our haircuts because uh, you have to get that done every once in a while. Um, and then the other thing we plan for is gifts, like yes. family gifts, Christmas. Yeah. Christmas comes every year. Let's touch on that real briefly. Christmas comes every year. That little hot, plan hot for point. It. <laughs> plan for your we, Christmas. I'm, if you guys, if you're any, I mean, look, we're, we're real. We're humans. Like we don't, we don't have this stuff totally figured out. Um, there have been years where we have had, like we've been really on it. And it's like we save every single paycheck throughout the whole year into the Christmas fund. And we're just amazing. And we don't ever touch it. And like, we're just perfect. <laughs> That's happened like maybe once. <laughs> One time. Maybe. And it's awesome because Christmas comes around and you're like, oh my gosh, I've just got all this money that I've been saving all year, you know, and it's super great. And like, literally that was the high mark. And so every other year since then, we've been trying to do that again. Um, but you know, Christmas can be stressful and it can, people can get into debt. Like who wants to get into debt buying gifts for other people? 
who wants to tear up your own finances doing that? Like, why not? Again, this is something we're working on, but let's, you know, we're working on it. Like put money aside and we can do it. We can be prepared for these types of things. So that's. Yeah. And then it takes all the stress out of Christmas and yeah. shopping and fun. Well, it makes it fun. It makes that. it a yeah. joy. You look at it that makes and you're it like, enjoyable. And you're like, I've worked hard. I've saved up money. I'm, I'm not going to feel guilty about spending money and pulling it from somewhere else that it might be needed more. I'm going to, you know, I'm prepared. And the Bible talks so much about preparing and being a person of integrity. Um, and so this is kind of bridging that, bridging that gap, you know, or I guess bringing those two things to mind. Um, we're, we're, it's operating in godly wisdom. That's natural wisdom, naturally supernatural. Yeah. Uh, so just a few more things. Sorry, I know this has been kind of going on. Um, if you're married or dating, you need to plan to go out on a date. Um, so we have a date fund. Um, we have uh, things for if Caleb, if he, if we want to do swimming lessons, mm-hmm. we kind of set set that aside. And again, these are all extra things. If you're just, um, you know, trying to figure out how to make the ends meet, uh, there's no shame right. in that. Right. We have been there. Totally. I think <sighs> Man. everybody goes through yep. that at some point in their life. Um, and it's a learning, it's an area for learning. Um, and that's the one thing for me, and I know I'm going off on a tangent right here, um, but I really feel like this is something that people need to hear. Um, Go for it. There is no shame um, in not being able to to make the ends meet. Um, and I just want to really speak to people that, um, you know, if you're looking at this and you're completely overwhelmed and you're feeling ashamed that you're in debt or you're feeling, you know, ashamed that you're not where you think you want to be or should be at this stage in your life. Um, let me, let me encourage you with this, that there is no shame. Um, and if, if you're feeling ashamed, um, that is not coming from God. Um, God has, has big things for us. He has plans to prosper us, plans to make us grow, um, not for harm. And I just really want to encourage you if you're feeling shame, um, you don't have to, you don't have to live in the shame and the fear of not being able to make your ends meet. Um, so if, if you're in that place where you're trying to make the ends meet, um, this is where you trust in God. Like you, you put your, do what you have, be right faithful now, with what be you faithful have. with yeah. what you have. And if you're in an unfortunate situation where what you're bringing in isn't enough, yeah. um, be faithful with what you have, do yeah. with what you have right now, and God will make up the difference. Yep. And he's done that in our lives many times. Um, but and, and yeah. as a side note, that's a great point you brought up. Um, many times the numbers don't line up. Yep. They do not line up no matter how hard you work and how hard we plan and how amazing our budget is or whatever. They just sometimes don't line up. And we, again, we operate, we're learning how to operate in these spiritual laws that God put forth concerning finances and we trust them. And again, this is the tension between the trust in God and, and then the working hard. But like there is a way that, you know, when you're working hard and you're being faithful and it's just not there, um, it's okay. Like you're saying, there's no shame, there's no condemnation. It's not that you're doing something wrong, you know, it's not that you're not spiritual enough or that you're not wise enough. I mean, life happens, stuff happens. And I think in those moments, and we're going to speak to about giving and multiplication and, you know, all that kind of stuff, which that's a huge part. We'll talk about the ne- that in the next episode. But 
um, you know, for now, just again, I think really what we're trying to say is just be found faithful in what you do have. And if you do it with the right heart and you're doing it, um, you know, with integrity and with, with, uh, with your character, um, I, I do believe you are going to see, and again, giving and multiplication, I can't overstate that enough. Um, but there will be multiplication. There will be things happen. And that's what Jenny's talking about. We have had God make up the gap in so many crazy ways. It's just ridiculous. And we're going to get into some of those, like I said, story after story after story, um, of his goodness. Yeah. Back to the, the no shame. Yeah. Um, this is a season. Seasons change. There's nothing permanent, um, you know, so just be prayerful. Be prayerful about your budget. Um, one of the things that we really do take into consideration is we are very prayerful. We are very mindful. Um, and we we do let, you know, the Holy Spirit lead us in the things that we should be saving for yeah. or, you know, what needs to be the priority for us. Um, and it's been really really cool to see God do some amazing things and show us and lead us and guide us. And, uh, we just, we just want to share that with you. Uh, and it's just cool to see the word of God come alive in a very practical way. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, we just, we just want to encourage you in that, uh, do a budget. It can be simple. It can be complex. Um, spend time with your spouse, yeah. working on it together. It should be something that you're doing together, that you're in unity on. Um, and just be diligent and watch God do just some yeah. amazing things that you did not think would be possible. And uh, be prepared for growth yeah. as well. Because if you're diligent in the small things, you're going to be diligent in, in much more. So that's, I, I guess, that's our thing is just... Yeah. Um, being diligent, making small baby yep. steps, yep. conquering one mountain, moving yep. on to the next, um, and just seeing growth, seeing God uh, grow, and also your your mindsets and your paradigm shift uh, regarding finances and money and budgets and what it means to be uh, truly prosperous or, or wealthy. Um, and it's it's really encouraging yeah. to see God to see God. Uh, change you and and grow you through that process. Yeah. And in closing, let me say, um, let me say this, make this point real quick too, um, Jenny, about what you're talking about, you know, being prosperous and God prospering us. And I I touched on this on on the last episode. Um, But really the whole point is that, you know, the Bible says that God's able to make all grace abound toward us, that we, and and it shows the reason why, what's the reason? Why is he making all grace abound towards us in this area of finances? Because this is a the scripture that I'm quoting is, is in the context of finances. It says, and God is able to make all, all grace abound toward you. Why? Why is he making this grace towards finances abound towards us? Why? The reason is, is because it says that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. It says, now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed that you've sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. We're blessed to be a blessing. It's, it's being faithful, found faithful in what we have, but it's also an opportunity to sow and to give and to, to bless other people and to make an impact on other people's lives, the true riches. So thank you so much, um, for your attention and we appreciate your time. Um, and we just really appreciate the opportunity to share with you what we have learned. And so, 
um, please stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to continue the conversation and we are going to talk specifically about sowing seed and giving and tithing and some of those, you know, maybe rarely talked about topics or uh, potentially hot topics in, in the church. But really that will, I think this conversation has set us up for uh, what I would call like the powerhouse or like the key or, you know, whatever the trump card or I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just like giving and sowing financially is a major deal. And I think we're going to, we're going to give a practical and biblical, um, you know, presentation on what that looks like, uh, you know, without the guilt and the shame and the condemnation that can come sometimes unintentionally or intentionally, you know, when people are asking you to give or oh, give to the Lord and do this kind of thing. Um, and I think we, uh, we have a way of, of sharing it. That's going to be an encouragement to you because we've walked it and we've heard both sides of that. Um, and we've learned how to, how to walk in the biblical truths that are presented through those things. So I hope you're looking forward to it. Um, I know I am. We will see you uh, on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. For more, visit us at unstoppableblog.net. Join our email list at unstoppableblog.net to receive exclusive weekly content along with more teachings, blogs, and other resources. You can also find us on Facebook at Unstoppable Blog. Unstoppable Blog.